Praise be Jesus Christ now and forever. You're listening to the Bellarmine Forum podcast. I'm your show host, John B. Manos, president of the Bellarmine Forum. And today we're going to walk through history. And we're going to talk about uh, uh, then Bishop Supich and his relation to the Latin Mass and the curious connection through this word unity. Now, uh, when we talk about uh, Cardinal Supich today is uh, Cardinal of Chicago, and he in the past has been rector of the Josephinum, which I've covered in the past, and I wrote an article several years ago uh, about the proclamations of Cardinal Supich and covered a, a story in detail uh, that occurred in 2002. I found it quite amazing. I still find it amazing. You know, if you look in, in um, let's just start with this. If you look in ordinary news, they report it like this. In Rapid City, soupage clashed with Latin mass enthusiasts, leading to a standoff on Good Friday. This is the part I like. When critics say he barred them from celebrating Holy Week services in Latin. I love that. Critics say he barred them. No, you know what happened? These people showed up to their parish church and it was padlocked shut. And, and, and you know, what we're going to go through is the quotes from then Bishop Supich, today Cardinal Supich. Uh, and I, I know, you know, some people have been interested in thinking that Cardinal Supich is going to be taken away to the Vatican. Uh, I've been appointed by three popes, not just by France. Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Uh, I've been appointed by three popes. Okay, thanks. Thanks. Uh, it's, it's interesting to me that a lot of this stuff gets uh, uh, put off that Latin mass people don't like them, don't like Pope Francis, and don't want these things until we get into this story. And it's, it comes around this word unity. And I think by the time we're done, you're going to be scratching your head a little bit. You know, and, and it, it, it's funny because back in these news interviews, you know, when, when Cardinal Supich was uh, asked, when did he know that, the, uh, that McCarrick was going to be uh, laicized or at least put to the censured in some way, listen to this answer. Well, after right when it uh, right when the decision, I think I had a few days ahead of time that it was going to be announced that it was going to be announced, and, and, and that's at the time at the time that uh, when when the, the decision was made by the Holy See to uh, to have him uh, not only re removed from public life as a cleric, but also to uh, to uh, 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 to make it public. I was told that. So clears mud, right? That's just, I, I, I like that. I could, I could play that all day long. I mean, it's, it's, there's just, there's this whole interview with the, it, it got posted by the uh, interviewer for the news station at the time. And I mean, it's got a lot of nuggets in it. Uh, I've been appointed by three popes, not just by Francis. I mean, that's great. That's great stuff right there. Um, in 2002, it's interesting to me because the story unfolds. Let's start with the motu proprio. 
There's two documents that came out side by side. Pope Francis issued the motu proprio itself, uh, Traditiones Custodias, tr- Guardians of Tradition. That almost sounds like uh, uh, I saw a rather funny meme somebody made, and you know, there's a, you can use the sci fi kind of comic look, and it had pictures of uh, Pope Francis and others, and they were the guardians, like space guardians of, of tradition. Uh, it's true that the, the magisterium is the, is the deposit of faith. The tradition comes and it must be guarded. No, no, none of us are going to argue with that. What I found interesting is that the, when I go to Traditionis Custodes, the, right in the beginning, guardians of the tradition, the bishops in communion with the Bishop of Rome constitute the visible and principle and foundation of the unity of their particular churches. Get that word unity. And in this sense, in that sentence, you know what that means. Now, after he does the prefatory paragraph, the next paragraph, second paragraph of the motu proprio, this is where the Pope is declaring the reasons for doing this. In order to promote the concord and unity of the church, there's that word unity again. And we know the rest. We talked about it last week. You've seen a million uh, things on it. That, you know, okay, okay, these people, uh, they want their little thing over there, but really the reforms of Vatican II have come, and, you know, we need to put it back, and this was an exp- whether you agree or not, the motu proprio says that it was an experiment by Benedict XVI, and, well, it didn't work because these people don't want to be unified, united. I happen to disagree with that. Cardinal Burke wrote a letter this week, and uh, he takes a lot of uh, very good points in it. For instance, why was this thing, which you know from last week I had a lot of fun doing, uh, why was this immediate? Was this, you know, Burke raises this question of why was this so tough? Do you see Cardinal Moeller poking on the same things I was? We got Pachamama, Buddhists praying in the Vatican Garden, and, you know, Martin Luther and all this stuff. And, and, and Mueller, of all people, Cardinal Mueller in Germany is like, um, really? The Latin mass people are the worst thing to deal with here? A friend listening said that that was a mark of the Holy Spirit, that the commonality there. Thanks be to God. I'm glad to be a good voice. But it's not true. Yes, there are some people that, you know, there's Sative contests and others. And like anything else, there's, a, there's arguments and disagreements that can come. But to say that the Latin Mass people don't want to be in unity with the church doesn't ring true. Unless maybe the word unity means something different. We're going to get to that. I I think you're going to be scratching your head a little bit. I am. (laughs) But let me bring up this letter that Pope Francis wrote. In the letter, the word unity shows up some 16 times. And and so I'm going to move down through the document And he mentions Monsignor Lefebvre, and he says, with the ecclesial intention of restoring unity to the church, the bishops were thus asked to accept 
with generosity the just aspirations of the faithful who re, uh, requested the use of that missile. So this was some grand, It's it, the way it's worded in the letter, this was some grand uh, largesse. On, you know, they really didn't have to do this. Never mind Pius V's quote premium. Never mind all of the other things. The way it's characterized there, we went out of our way to ensure unity of church and let these relics of people have their relic. That's how that comes across to me. Maybe the English, Burke pointed out that the English translation is not right. Um, and I, I have not read the Italian or spent the time looking at the other languages. Uh, Burke had said that, hey, this should have been in Latin so that we can, and I agree with him, uh, which is kind of ironic given what the document's saying to do. So I skipped down until our next block of usage of the word unity in the Pope's letter that went along with it. Uh, and the paragraph begins with the passage of 13 years. Now, he's talking about Benedict in the Summorum Pontificorum. He says, regrettably, the pastoral objective of my predecessors, who in, quote, to do, to do everything possible to ensure that all those who truly possess the desire for unity would find it possible to remain in this unity or to rediscover it anew, end quote, has often been seriously disregarded. An opportunity offered by St. John Paul II and with even greater magnanimity by Benedict XVI intended to recover unity of an ecclesial body with diverse liturgical sensibilities. Unity, unity, unity. Later on in the letter, he's bringing up the unity of the body of Christ, which is the sacrament of unity. Comes up again with this phrase, the sacrament of unity. Quotes Lumen Gentium, the foundation of unity, both of the bishops and the multitude of the faithful, states that, you as the bishops are the visible principle and foundation of unity. If unity means what I think it means, what the, what the uh, dictionary would tell me it means, the common English use of the word unity, I've got no problem with those quotes and agree with all of them. I think everybody here would, of course. Successors of the apostles, unbroken chain back to our Lord, how else would we have unity? And I've always liked to say this, Catholicism's not an abstract idea. It's a guy. It's our Lord. The bishop, properly constituted, properly there, is the vicar of our Lord to your part of the world. He's your guy. So, yeah, no problems there. Very traditional understanding of the church. Works great. So, further down the letter, you know, as things start to get a little weirder, in the variety of languages, he's talking about the vernacular, and he's saying a single and identical prayer that expressed her unity. He's talking about the Mass. A single and identical prayer. Pope Francis, lifting up on that, says, this unity I intend to reestablish throughout the church. Unity, reestablish. His choice of those words in this English translation seem to say that we aren't unified. 
So while in the, I just, I'm, I'm just moving. I'm moving to the, the, the cases of unity here so that we can uh, kind of just skip through how the word's used. Next part, further down the letter. While in the exercise of my ministry in the service of unity. Okay, so unity is a force for his ministry as Pope. Next, skipping ahead. In the principle of unity to regulate the liturgical celebrations. So again, the same idea, okay, liturgical celebrations must be in unity. He is, and I'm skipping ahead, applying the norms of the present motu proprio. It is up to you to proceed in such a way you as the bishop, each ordinary. So it's up to each ordinary as to return a unit return to a unitary form of celebration. Interesting. So is it bad that we have Latin Mass? It seems like if everybody's going to Mass, it's in such a bad idea. Just skipping through the words unity, you see what's going on. Okay, we're not supposed to have Latin Mass and Novus Ordo Mass. That's what this letter's saying, because it's not unity. Now, if I didn't read that right, and if I didn't see a progression of the term unity, the last paragraph of the letter, let me read this carefully. Upon you I invoke the Spirit of the risen Lord, that he may make you strong and firm in your service to the people of God entrusted to you by the Lord. So that your care and vigilance express communion even in the unity, get it? Even in the unity of one, comma, single right, comma, in which is preserved the great richness of the, liturg- of the Roman liturgical tradition. The one single right. Now, it, there's a lot of technical questions here. What about the Dominican right? What about the Ambrosian right? What about all these other rights? Uh, nobody's concerned about them because nobody hears about them. Latin mass, though, you know, as it in, in all this tinkering with 62, 65, 55, you know, which this one, that one, use the commons from this and use the. That poor mass just keeps getting, you know, kind of like stuff going on with it. Thank God most of the bishops are like, uh-uh, we're not changing anything right now. This is a mess. And then some have gone even so far as to say, this is a permanent pastoral good, and I'm doing everything I can to preserve it the way it is. That's, those were awesome. That's the way it should be. But now I want to take you into the twilight zone. Remember that quote we just played from uh, Supich a moment ago? About when did you know and what did you know? Well, after right when it uh, right when the decision, I think I had a few days ahead of time that it was going to be announced that it was going to be announced, and, and, and that's at the time at the time that uh, when when the, the decision was made by the Holy See to uh, to have him uh, not only re- removed from public life as a cleric, but also to uh, to uh, 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 to make it public. I was told that. So it's like we're going to use those quotes to go back to 2002. 
everything you heard from Pope Francis's letter, you know, and it's 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 interesting because uh, uh, it's you know Cardinal Supich has an interesting idea about us, and he expressed it in that news interview. They also don't like him because he's a Latino, and that he is bringing a Latino culture into the life of the church, which we have been enriched by. The, did you catch that? That was from that news interview with Chicago TV reporter. Um, it's that last part, greatly enriched the church. You know, it's, it, it, it makes you almost wonder, has there been a plan? Now, I'm going to blow your mind here. Definitely going to blow your mind. I mean, lest we forget that this would have been, the, I guess, the first pope that appointed uh, Bishop Supich. Uh, I've been appointed by three popes, not just by Francis. So he's Bishop of Rapid City, South Dakota. It's Good Friday, 2002. At the Latin Mass, the people of that parish were denied First Communion for their children, were denied other things. To get through Lent, come up to the Easter Triduum, go to church, They've been padlocked out of their church. Padlocked. Your church is closed. Cardinal and Bishop Supich, then at that time Bishop Supich, was asked by, and he responded to the news, we're just, we're, we, we. We're just looking for an opportunity on an annual basis for us to all worship together. For one moment of unity as a Catholic church. This is published in the in the in the Rapid City Journal, 2002. Did you catch that? Did you catch that word unity in there? Listen to this again. Uh, uh, We're just looking for an opportunity on an annual basis for us to uh, all worship together for one moment of unity as a Catholic church. That sound a lot like what you read in that letter? Sound a lot like what's in the motu proprio? So continuing, quote, I'm looking for one time each year to do that. And it seems the day the Lord died for us would be a good day to do that. That's what this is all about. How do you like them apples? How do you like that kind of unity? No joke. Yeah, you can't go to your church. You're going to show up at mine. He was asked more about it. This is unity. This is this is unity. Supich said, I would ask them, why do they find it so difficult on the day of our Lord's death to celebrate with their bishop, who is the sign of the Lord's unity? Further, quote, there has to be some occasion on a yearly basis to reflect the fact that we are one church under one bishop. Don't you think that's interesting? Unity, one church, one bishop, and uh, that means you're padlocked out of your church. But the language, the language being appealed to, oddly, oddly, oddly the same. Maybe, I mean, maybe you have a different opinion. It just sounds the same to me. The appeal to unity, and it's worse. I mean, the quote from 
Zupich, he called this an invitation. Um, I just find that amazing. It, it sounds like something out of a really twisted film, doesn't it? That to be padlocked out of your home in the church, your parish, is an invitation to unity. I mean, it's almost like twisted. That word must mean something different than what I think it means. It's a, uh, when they were, when the people, they wound up having Good Friday on the sidewalk. Um, and it's funny because the news was asking for, re, uh, re, you know, re, response to that from Bish, then Bishop Supich. And he said, I'm supportive of their desire to have Sunday mass there. And I'm going to be very patient with them. And he says, uh, this is, listen to this. Motu Proprio talks about, have to be open to the reforms of Vatican II. Here's Supich in 2002. Eventually, Catholics have to understand that the reform of the Second Vatican Council is, in fact, an improvement and is important to our spiritual life. As you know from Cindy's statements from our own slaying the spirit of Vatican II, we don't have a problem with Vatican II. But act full and active lay participation Having these people crawl all over the, the sanctuary during liturgy is not from Vatican II. Uh, a number of the other things, communion in the hands, not from Vatican II. The weird way that the, you know, the weird music is not from Vatican II. But get the language of the motu proprio and get what Cardinal Supic said. Eventually, so it's 19 years ago, to today, eventually Catholics have to understand that the reform of Vatican Second Vatican Council is, in fact, an improvement is important to our spiritual life. There's that enrichment idea. You're going to be enriched. Be in unity with us. You're going to be enriched. Get it? Unity means something different. You're being forced into, into a channel of some kind. That's what it sounds like to me. And it's funny to me because Dominus quote directly from the, the, the news writer wrote this. Rome, Supich has said, has made it clear that any celebration of the Latin tradition is at the discretion of the local bishop. Quote, this is Supich saying this, quote, and I've made my decision. Now, let's remember, we're talking about Cardinal Supich these days. Uh, I've been appointed by three popes. Not just by not, Francis. Not just Francis, that's right. He issued a statement on the 21st of July. And right now in Chicago, nothing's changed. But now that we've kind of been through this word unity, let me quote from his statement. He's talking about uh, entrusting the implementation of his directives to local bishops. Now recall, in 2002, he said, uh, the Pope entrusted this to the bishop, and I've made my decision. That's a padlock. Padlock on the door is an invitation to come uh, be with him. He says in his statement this year, I don't know, you know, what went through Cardinal Supich's mind, but when I read these two paragraphs, the last two paragraphs of this year's statement regarding the motu proprio, 
in response to the letter, I will take time to study, reflect, and consult with others on it, and in due time, offer a pathway for implementing what the Holy Father has asked us to do. Keeping in mind the principle of unity. Which unity does he mean? Does he mean the one from 2002? Continuing, in the ability to appropriately authorize the use of the Missal of 1962. In the meanwhile, current practices with regard to the 1962 Missal remain in place. Now that I've explained that word unity, well, how does that paragraph sound to you? Now, he finishes it. My hope and prayer, as always, and in communion with the Holy Father, is for the unity of the church. I think when I read that, the way I understand unity to mean, it sounds like something I, I would agree with. That's great. But if it means unity in the uh, 2002 sense that he expressed uh, back then, I don't know. Locking me out of church and saying, hey, your only hope is to come over here when there's no reason to close the church? Doesn't sound like unity to me. What's interesting is the people at that time said, they were asked by the news. One of the quotes is, I don't know why he feels like we are such a danger to him. Such a danger, like Cardinal Burke said, that, that motu proprio had to be instantly infective. What do they mean by unity? What do they, what, what, what do they get from that? Is it that finishing Cardinal Zupich's statement this year? I also pray that this will be an occasion for all of us to deepen our understanding and appreciation of the worship life of the Church. The Eucharist and the liturgical renewal of the Second Vatican Council, which Pope John Paul affirmed, represents, quote, the movement of the Holy Spirit in the Church. Beautiful sentiment. I don't think those words mean what I think they mean, though. I don't think they mean lay people all over the sanctuary. You know, Bishop Supich had also said that he said that altar rails prevented full and active part, uh, lay participation, something he said that the Vatican II called for. I can't find anywhere in Vatican II that the removal of the altar rail. Somebody, I've been looking for decades. If somebody finds it in Vatican II, will you email me? I'd like to know where that is. You know, and it, it it's interesting because in the interviews I did for last week, I, I ran across um, a liturgical coordinator at a parish, and, and, and when I asked her, like, why why all the lay people were all over and they used the Eucharistic ministers, I mean, this is what she told me. You are the problem. I went to college. I went to college, you hear me? Do not mess with me. I am warning you. Ah! I didn't know what to say to that. That's full and active lay participation in the liturgy, isn't it? Went to college. No better than us. The enrichment of the church, the unity of the church seems to be 
me worshiping our Lord the same way that my grandfather did and his grandfather did and his grandfather before him. That seems to be unity to me. That's not what unity's meant today, though. I, I, I don't know if anybody can see the disunity of every parish has its own local tradition. Every parish does their own little thing. We used to have that expressed in ethnic parishes. The Italians have their special feast days. They have their special things. The Poles have their special feast days, their special traditions. Same with the Irish, same with everybody else. Now we got rid of that. Now you all have to be in unity. But when you go to suburban Catholic churches across the U.S., the only thing unified about them is all the innovations. Liturgical dancing, guitars, hymns that you've never heard from before. That, oh, well, you know, they wrote that and they really meant well. Not stuff that has stood the test of time as a beautiful testament to worship our Lord. Instead, we get all these innovations. It's not what, you know, if, if, if John the 23rd wanted to open the windows of the church, can we at least close the windows next to the septic system? All the crap coming in. I, I, the, people don't want to be unified with error. And it's not right to force people to be unified with error these other liturgical abuses that are clear, plainly there. You can just look on the websites and see they're plainly there. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, if you just go on and look at different parishes and I'm going to pull one up even while I'm talking, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I know I can find it rather quickly. If you just go and look at, you know, regular parishes in the U S I, I don't get it. You get stuff. I can't hear that. That's before the school mass. You know, am I supposed to be? And it, what, what's sad about this is a very large 2000 family suburban parish. And uh, they got the money. They got the money for an organ. They got the money for everything else. But that's their idea of a beautiful, uh, 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 solemn occasion is that sort of baloney. And it's a mockery. It's a mockery of the church's worship over time. Here's another example. Different parish. I mean, is this a cocktail lounge or are we praising our Lord? I like that. There's a little chord shift there, key shift. That's fancy. You hear, do you hear the percussion? That's gross. Yeah, it is. That was a comment I made when I recorded that. <laughs> it is gross. That's what they want us to be in unity with. It's obvious, it's plain on its face that all of the church's history, I mean, Gregorian chant, plain chant has like been around forever. If you want to be unified with that, you're not allowed. Unity is not that stuff. That's the impression. Maybe I'm misinterpreting what unity meant in 2002, but it meant none of that. It meant you have to love one another and go to hippie mass or whatever else it's called or whatever else those hymns are.
They're not really hymns. Some of those, at least by the lyrics. Well, I hope I'm wrong. I hope the word unity used in 2002 is different than what I'm seeing in the statements in all over that letter this time. I hope that uh, it is a good sign that a number of bishops have said nothing's going to change. Some of them said, no, this is permanent. It's a good thing. And this is the unity of the church. Amen. Bishop Paprocki was one of them. Used canon law appropriately. I don't think that it's curious to me, though, that nearly the identical language of the motu proprio was uttered by then Bishop Supich in 2002. Uh, I've been appointed by three popes, not just by Francis. It's, it's almost identical. It's almost like Benedict upset it, put things back for a little while, and it almost makes you wonder, did maybe Cardinal Supich write those things for Pope Francis, bend his ear a little bit? I don't know. It is very strange that identical concepts, almost identical language from 2002, published in a newspaper, to what we're seeing today. Heaven's always got a word in it, though. It's God's church. And yes, he can't ask us to suffer things and stuff like that. But as we all know, uh, Pius V, Council of Trent, statements on the the Roman liturgy are what they are. Uh, We know where things have to be and how things have to stay. That's what it is. The deposit of faith can't be just spilled out and lost. It stays there. Something's going to happen. Something will make it work out. I hope it, you know, the word unity, though, doesn't mean what I saw in 2002. It'd be sad if uh, people were padlocked or prevented from being in unity with the long tradition, with the unified church through all the ages, the ages of ages. Let's say a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. Well, there you have it. You Wait, Ivan, anything else? No, I covered the current statement. I think we're good. Okay. Oh, yesterday, just had to mention it. Yesterday was the Feast of St. Charbel, who is traditionally depicted with the Blessed Mother over one shoulder and the Blessed Sacrament over the other. The two pillars of the church, the unity of the church found in the Blessed Mother and the Blessed Sacrament, the two weapons Our Lady of Akita brought up. Say your rosary. She's in charge. The triumph of the Immaculate Heart is going to happen if we ourselves repent and keep saying our rosary well there you have it okay saint charbel pray for us you have been listening to the bellman forum podcast today's episode the unity the word of unity the unity cardinal supich then bishop supich invites us to 
means padlocking you out of your church. I'm your show host, John B. Manos. Production of this episode was underwritten by an anonymous donor that asks you to say your rosary daily. If you would like to underwrite production of this podcast, contact the forum using the contact form on the website, bellarmanforum.org, or call us. This podcast is a production of the Bellarmine Forum, formerly known as the Wanderer Forum Foundation, founded in 1965 on the heels of Vatican II as a faithful enclave of the Catholic faith, unified with the magisterium of the church, <clears throat> in unity with the magisterium of the church there. We'll use that word the way we mean it. Without all the progressive modernist confusion, without all the spirit of Vatican II, without the too much psychology movement, without the full and active lay participation of people who believe that priests are no different than us, and everybody's a priest with a ministry, we know that's an error. Our producer sits at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead. Our executive director made all things visible and invisible. Our technical director is an unnamed angel assigned to us by the producer per show. The Bellman Forum is a nonprofit public charity, and all donations are tax deductible to the maximum extent permitted by law. This show is copyrighted by the Bellman Forum 2021. To the greater glory of God and the honor of his blessed mother, 